In this episode, we speak with Sean Kim, President and Chief Product Officer of Kajabi, an all-in-one knowledge commerce platform. Kajabi is used by both seasoned business owners and first-time knowledge entrepreneurs. It has helped its customers generate over $3.5 billion in sales and reach nearly 60 million people across the globe with their valuable educational content. Prior to joining Kajabi, Sean was head of product at TikTok and before that was global head of product for retention for Amazon Prime. Kajabi has raised over $550 million in funding and is backed by TPG, Tiger Global, Spectrum Equity, and other notable investors. I'm your host, RJ Lumba. We hope you enjoy the show. RJ Lumba is the managing partner of GrowthCap and the executive chairman of Market Insight Media. He is the host of Growth Investor, a podcast featuring today's best investors, executives, and founders. In the minutes ahead, we'll uncover insights and strategies for accelerating growth and succeeding in business. Sean, thanks so much for joining us. It's a delight to chat with you. Where I'd like to kick off is you were head of product at TikTok. Everyone knows TikTok. Everyone know how explosive the growth was. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience there and just kind of being in kind of one of the fastest growing tech companies out there? Yeah, well, thank you for having me on the show. I think this is a really amazing opportunity to kind of give my story about my career and how that experience has kind of shaped me as a leader. I'll say you know, TikTok was an amazing, amazing opportunity. The culture of the people, the product itself, obviously was uh, viral and had a lot of impact on the culture overall, globally as well. But it's, it's been a, a wild ride. I always say like when I was there, I had such a fun and amazing time seeing the company go from where it was to what it has become. So in that span of like two and a half years where I first joined, it was a lot of dancing, lip-syncing content. And then over the course of that time, it became a discovery engine for lots of different useful content, along with entertainment. When they first reached out, I was at Amazon leading the prime retention program. And I actually opened the TikTok app and saw the content, a lot of kids dancing, lip-syncing. I thought like, what is this? Like, there's no way I would join this company. <laughs> so I actually called them and said, yeah, I don't know about this. And the founder of the company, Alex Sue, was in town at the time. And he said, hey, fly down to LA. Let's actually talk about this and the role and what this company could become. So when I flew down there and I met with them, he was like, yeah, you know, like the content isn't the best right now. But over time, get better and better. We'll always improve on that. Well, what we have figured out is discovery, right? This app is a discovery engine for all different types of content in the future. So you can imagine this app will be able to help you find where to eat, where to travel, what books to read, what movies to watch, the latest in pop culture, what music to listen to, right? Where to stay, to go to a certain town. Like, think of it from that perspective. That's when I got super excited. I was like, wow, like this app can really help me get a lot of utility about all different aspects of my life and help people globally. That's when I got really excited. I was like, well, then we can also think about what to purchase as well, right? We can think about like how we can, what you can learn over time. So I think if you start thinking about it from that perspective, like it's a matter of then taking it to the next level beyond that and adding ways to transact the app, right? So if you see something around like where to travel for your next vacation, then it provides you 
a link to just literally book that travel right there in the spot. Or if you see some amazing restaurant on the app and one click, boom, the food is like delivered to you within 20 minutes, right? That's really got even more exciting for me because I, you know, I come from that e-commerce background. It's like, oh, wow, this can really disrupt the lots of different industries. And I got incredibly excited. And that's one of the reasons why I joined. When I had the conversation, I realized like there's a lot of opportunities here. And then, you know, since I joined to where it is now, it's definitely a lot of progress made in that perspective. If you open the TikTok app, lots of different types of diverse content available, whether it's educational content, entertainment content. So I think like from that perspective, it was a lot of progress has been made. And that's one of the reasons why I joined. Mm-hmm. And in terms of the discovery feature, or functionality, is that still, I know TikTok, I'm not deep into it. Are we still on the early end of the discovery kind of feature? Because what I know that's prevalent now is the short videos of people dancing. If you go to the app today, and depending on the type of content that you like to watch and and resonate with, it'll learn with that and personalize that experience just for you, right? So the entire app experience is created to ensure that it provides you the best, most relevant content that resonates with you. And there's lots of diverse content on this platform, right? There's, uh, again, like I mentioned, like there's educational content, there's content about like best restaurants in your area. There's content around like the most entertaining content about what movies to watch, what music to listen to. So on the platform, we have like doctors and teachers and entertainers and obviously influencers, um, nurses, like of all different, I mean, people from all different ages and backgrounds creating content on this platform. So over time, I think the lip sync dance content became a smaller percentage of the total type of category of content that was available on the platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this leads in nicely then to kind of the knowledge economy and the creator universe. The first thing that struck me about Kajabi was the scale that it's already achieved. And it makes one think, well, how big is the creator or what you're calling the knowledge economy, Mm. where you kind of start to question it is, can everyone become a creator? Like, Mm. is our overall economy shifting towards people working in the big corporations towards people starting their own businesses? I mean, that's always been happening, but it seems like it could be accelerating because of the ease in which one can enter into the knowledge economy. Can you tell us a bit about the macro picture? Yeah, sure. So I'll first start off by explaining what Kajabi does. I think that's super well-known, right? So Kajabi is an all-in-one platform that helps knowledge creators, market publishers sell their digital content, such as podcasts, video courses, newsletters, even live stream coaching. You can think of it as building your own personalized masterclass. Like you as the creator, you are the brand. You have your own personalized website where you are selling your digital content. You pay a monthly flat fee. And then you take on 100% of your earnings. So we have creators that have made over $100 million on this platform, like doing incredibly well. $3.5 billion generated to date by these creators. And we have roughly around 58,000 creators on our platform as well. So on average, they're making roughly 30K a year. This is essentially unheard of on the creator economy space, right? The creators on this platform are arguably doing, they're way more successful on this platform than any other platform. Overall, I think a lot of the success comes to the tools we offer our creators the community of creators we have on this platform, like regardless of what industry you're in, there's creators that are there that have made it from zero to one, this amazing business, and they're willing to help you out and provide the playbook in terms of how they've been able to build this amazing business on this platform as well. So there's a lot of people here to help you out from a community perspective. 
And then on top of that, there's the customer service team. Right? We have 24-7 customer service. They're experts in this field. They've basically been there, done that, work with these different creators to build these amazing businesses, and they're also there to help you along the way. So all three of those combined, I think, has been why creators are more successful on this platform. At Macro, I think, to your point, where we've seen the most success is uh, creators that are experienced professionals. They've been working in some field for at least maybe 10 years, right? They're an expert in, the, in some area. So this could be like marketing or you know, personal development or fitness, for instance, lots of different areas here that they're an expert in. And then they are also interested in building an online business. You kind of need that drive to want to build an online business. When they have that drive and they say, hey, I have this really amazing knowledge. I'm an expert in this field. Is when they come and bring that business online onto Kajabi. And this is where we help with that. So, so a lot of the you know, most successful people then have this desire to do that. And it also helps if you do have some online presence, right? So if, you, you know, if you're on LinkedIn, for instance, a lot of people are on LinkedIn, a lot of professional on LinkedIn, this is where you can potentially get your audience and bring them to Kajabi, right? Or if you have a presence on TikTok or Instagram or you know, YouTube, you are familiar with creating content, right? So you take those learnings, you take the audience there, and then you bring them to your own personalized website and then you monetize that audience. Mm-hmm. Are there some uh, peculiar businesses out there like learning how to do something extremely rare? I don't know if you encounter some of these on your platform, but just curious to know the kind of variety that you have of kind of educators out there. There's so many interesting businesses on this platform and they are so successful. Well, uh, there's a company called takingcareofbabies.com, right? This uh, creator, I believe she was a nurse in the past. And she's now helping parents sleep train their kids, infant to like when they're older, right? And when I first heard about it, I was like, oh man, like I would have paid anything to learn how to sleep train my kid because I <laughs> had a lot of trouble sleep training my daughter. She still has trouble sleeping, <laughs> like sleeping throughout the night, right? So I can imagine like as a parent, when you're going through that and sleep is so valuable, right? So when I found out like that she was on Kajabi, she's like, oh yeah, this is a value I provide parents at that moment. I was like, oh, this is like perfect. I would have definitely take this course and just learned and got a good night's sleep. Right. So that's just one example. And she's incredibly successful on this platform. There was this Google PM that built a course on how to interview for Google doing incredibly well. I can't exactly say how much he's, he's making, but I was like, wow. He then like quit his job at Google and did this full time. Right. And then he also has information on how to for all the other companies like Uber and TikTok and LinkedIn and Microsoft and so on, right? So it kind of expanded this business there. And then there's lots of others that help people in terms of doing online marketing, right? Incredibly successful because they're so good at online marketing, they online market their business, right? So their business has been doing quite well. And a lot of teachers on a platform as well, like how to create content for your students. And here's like the syllabus and here's like the worksheet that you should give your students and so on. So it kind of really scales their business overall, right? Lots of different types of creators on our platform. We have creators in 140 different countries, right? Using this platform to be successful. So when I talk to these customers and talk about their business, and it's incredible to see how much they love this platform because it makes it so easy to build their business, become successful. And we provide literally every single tool they need to build this business from like the website itself, to landing pages, to capturing email, the funnels, to nurture leads, to customers, the email sending itself. We do that on our platform, hosting all the videos, like 
literally everything they need is all provided within this package. So they don't need to like bolt on different kinds of solutions. And that they, they just love that. So is the view because it seems like your business model is a flat like monthly fee. And then I presume they can scale up and then there's a new monthly fee and maybe escalates. Is the idea for growth the combination of more people on the platform, more creators on the platform, and kind of like expanding within your existing customer base? And then to what degree do you kind of ratchet up on each of those strategies? It's essentially like focusing on our growth and helping customers along the way, right? So I always tell my teams, whether they're product or customer experience or it's engineering or whoever might be like, hey, just as long as we're focusing on the customer, customer problem and the impact we can have by solving these problems, we'll always win. I'm honestly like meeting with customers every single week. I've actually been doing that ever since I was became a PM. I just meet with customers every single week and talk to them about how we can improve our product, what we can do to help them solve some problem in their lives. Right. So, and I meet with different kinds of customers, like whether they love the app, hate the app, they left already, they make some money, zero money, they make a lot of money, right? Everyone has different kinds of problems to solve for. When you meet with them, you get some common characteristics or themes in terms of like where the most time commitment or investment is and what are the biggest challenges that they have to overcome. So all these things, you know, I take into account and try to figure out what we can do to prioritize these issues to help solve those problems. But that's essentially the strategy and in terms of how we plan to drive growth for this business. Got it. And can you tell us about the 100 million generator on the platform? Like, <laughs> yeah. What general, I mean, I don't know how specific you can get, but in general, like what kind of domain of expertise? Digital marketing. So I can't tell you exactly who it is, but and there's multiple people that have made it over 100 million on this platform and they're doing quite well. This is fascinating. And they provide a ton of value, right? Ultimately, in the day, it really comes down to like, hey, meet with your customers, your target audience, and try to figure out what the value is that you can offer given your expertise. It's a lot of uh, trial and error and trying to figure out like, hey, what is the most optimal content we can provide, right? And over time, it gets better and better. And then that's how they're able to build this amazing business. So what's incredible is this, like in the back to the macro picture of how expensive traditional education is, and it's theoretical, and you may or may not apply that knowledge you gain at whatever school you go to, but you come on this platform and you can see the ROI. It could be immediate. You could employ the tactics you learn the very next day. So it kind of like makes you think of, you know, what will this world look like in 10 years? It sounds like Kajabi's making a bet that more and more people are going to go to this model of learning. And it's very practical stuff, right? It's like the content that people provide is there's direct value exchanges happening there. Like this is stuff that you can apply instantly and immediately and then provide utility for your customers, right? So I think having watched a lot of this content and I'm a firm believer that this is, you know, the future, right? Mm -hmm. People are really just taking like what they know, all the things they've learned in their previous jobs or through their experiences so far to this point, and they're sharing with their audience and what has worked for them in the past and what's working now, what's not working, what they think will work in the future. Like they're sharing all this knowledge and we're just providing the platform to do that. Right. Got it. The name of the podcast is Growth Investor. I typically ask about investors and not sure if this fits or not with kind of what you experienced so far, but have you had interactions with your investors and have they kind of added value into your role in particular being kind of president and chief product officer? Of course, you know, I meet with them regularly and beyond just the investment piece itself, it's also the connections, right? Like, hey, we're thinking about 
expanding in this area? What are some partnership opportunities we can look into? And do you know anyone in this area? And they're like, of course, and they'll try to make as many connections as possible. So incredibly valuable from mm-hmm. that perspective. But also because our investors, they, they see lots of different businesses and what has been successful for them and what hasn't been successful, right? And they can share like their thoughts around like, hey, this is something we're seeing across the industry, right? And this is where I think we would see the most success or this is something we should avoid, right? They'll give their feedback here and there, and which is incredibly valuable as well, right? So they see like this macro trend in terms of the industry. So that's where I get the most value. And I try to meet with lots of different People, not just investors, but mentors and a lot of people in this industry, as well as people I've met that I've reported to in the past as well, and other leaders and try to get as much feedback as possible to continue growing. So I think that's really important. You have an excellent background. I think any person looking at, you're talking about how folks can come on the platform and teach what they know. Obviously, you've gotten into great positions at great companies and you've done so fairly quickly in your career. What's like one piece of advice you would tell someone out there seeking to do the same thing with their careers. It looked like you were a triple major at UT. And then from there on, sequentially rose the ranks. And now you are where you are. In terms of like the school, I was a triple major. I actually switched majors a few times. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like to say like, uh, I learned a lot in several areas. Like I was just really curious. Like I wanted to learn about electrical engineering, mechanical engineering, aerospace. I want to learn about CS. Uh, so I took a lot of classes there. I learned about uh, mathematics. So just being really curious is like actually one of the recommendations I would have for people is just always be learning, always be curious about whether it's your space or your industry or it's uh, how to be better as a product manager or whatever your role is, right? The other advice I would give is, that's number one too, is you should think like a CEO, right? Like you should be very versatile in all the different teams and roles to help ensure that your business is successful, right? Not just your one role and your one thing you're working on and be an expert at that, but like, hey, like be curious and like learn about other roles and how they can help to ensure that the business is successful and how you can contribute to that as well. So thinking of a CEO, really, really important. You have to be comfortable taking risks and knowing that you'll probably fail. It may sound cliche, you probably heard it here and there, but it's like, I would have never got to where I was unless I took some risks knowing sometimes it won't work out, right? It's not just for my career, but it's also like products that I build, right? Like just take big swings, big bets. Likely it will fail along the way, but with those failures, you you learn and realize what's not working and you pivot and build something else or optimize or whatever it might be. But taking those risks are so important because they help you grow as a PM or as in your career or whatever it might be. But yeah, I've definitely taken a lot of risks in, in my time period. I just, I just never stay complacent or I'd never like, this is my comfort zone. I want to stay here. Right. I'm doing so well here. Like I might as well just like stay in this comfort zone. So I, I never think that way. That's probably one of the reasons why I was able to move up so quickly. Okay. Got it. Well, we're coming up on time. I just have two final questions, quick questions. One is, can you provide a book recommendation? And then the other is, can you tell us about a leader that you particularly admire? Wow. Yeah. So books, I listen to a lot of books while I'm driving, while I'm anytime I have free time. I'll name a few, like you know, Sam Walton's Made in America, the Shoe Dog book, right? There's uh, Steve Jobs' bio. There's So all those <laughs> books I would recommend reading. Lots of really interesting like decisions they've made along the way and risks they've taken to get there. If you're in product, there's a book called Hooked, How to Build Habit-Forming Products. Hmm. That's something I would recommend reading. Now reading Peter Tilsik's Zero to One. 
book. Mm -hmm. So those are things that I, I would recommend reading. As for CEOs, I admire, I think I would say Elon Musk is probably my idol because this guy is taking the biggest risks throughout his career to like, and big swings, right, to make something happen. I just love the ambition that he has, of like just trying to change humanity. I'm like, wow, like that is like incredible. So I think that's, uh, I would say, someone that I definitely admire. Excellent. Well, this has been a great conversation. I want to thank you again. I know our audience will find this very insightful. Awesome. Thank you for having me.